it's honestly 10 times worse like i every single girl i've ever talked to i don't think i've ever met one that has just been super fully fucking confident their whole life. their whole life yeah like there's always been something and we got a lot of like write-ins asking like how to navigate social media these days and like how to stop triggers for me i i'm a big fan of the unfollow button <laughs> like mm-hmm. i go through my following all the time and if like i haven't talked to you i unfollow you not because i hate you or because i just, I just don't care like mm-hmm. we don't keep up we're not friends we followed yeah. each other in high school because we went to high school together yeah, I'm so toxic, though. Like, I love watching everyone's <laughs> drama, even if I haven't spoken to them in, like, 10 years. But I, I will... <laughs> but I will unfollow, like, I a lot of creators, I feel like mm-hmm. I do that with, where I, I follow, like, I, I don't know if you follow, like, um, Camilla. Um, it's Camilla and Julie. Yeah. yeah. And she is very, like, positive, body positivity. Like, I think she's coming out with an app, and I just... Or even just, like, body neutrality. Like, she's Mm -hmm. just, like... But she talks a lot about her struggles with past eating disorders in the past. And, like, how she could never just, like, eat a gelato at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, things like that. But then when those... I don't even know. I feel like TikTok follows people for me sometimes. Because then those, like, 15-year-old girls doing their skincare routine, like, talking about how they have such a busy day and they're going to get coffee yeah i'm like why am i following you i'm unfollowing (laughs) you right now like seriously what does that have to do with my life at all yeah i think social media is so hard because i i'm like kind of in the middle of both of you like i it it's such a fine line and again it's not one size does not fit all for this i like seeing certain people's journeys i also fucking hate seeing some people (laughs) and what they're doing it's just yeah the social media is so hard i honestly think the best advice i could give you is is watch people who like if there's like goals that you set there's nothing wrong with having a goal like if if you have a goal to gain weight or to lose weight that doesn't mean you have an eating disorder i want to be very clear on that because i've gone through phases where i have done that healthily and i felt great like being able to accomplish that but um where what like i think what we're really trying to focus on if there are creators that are telling you to do things that trigger your behaviors that you know are not good for your body in the long run like that's when I'm like no I'll unfollow you do you remember was this like I mean I'm only a year older than you but did either of you have the experience on like early Twitter when it was all of those like ANAED accounts like they were like yeah and every bio was like current weight goal weight Yeah. ultimate goal weight what? Oh. it went from it came from tumblr and mm-hmm. then moved over and then twitter. it moved over to twitter and i thought that we were rid of that in the world and i'm not kidding i came across like five tiktok accounts with like the exact yeah. same layout like last week and i was like no Whoa. why is this happening again i honestly the thin spell yeah i think that's because that's like that's like the trend now is mm-hmm. to be thin again like for the long time it was like a muscle mom <laughs> <laughs> She is so restless. She's like, guys, can you please Shut stop the fuck talking? Up. Yeah. She's like, stop. Like, she's just hopping from one lap to the next. Yeah. Um, but now it's like this thin spo again. Like, I see people tagging it all the time. Like, that's like what's in for fashion too. Um, and it's always funny is because I will talk to my cousins overseas, and like the U.S. is like the most heavily dominated area that like promotes like gym class, sports, after school activities. Yeah, we have the highest obesity rates and we're just not doing well we're like number one in the worst things like cardiovascular disease cancer rates yet we have top of the line medicine to do all of these things um and i genuinely think again it's like 
I, I go to Europe, I eat, I eat food, I walk around all day, I drink wine, I'm mm-hmm. happy, feel great. It's the food. I come here. Food. Yeah, it's our food. I, I'm like, I eat a slice of pizza. I'm like, I've just encoded my <laughs> arteries. Well, you know what? I actually am super, super, super excited to re-enroll in health insurance now that I've been out of it for a year. And it's open enrollment. If you don't have health insurance, you need it. It's open enrollment I'm thrilled period. for you. I'm going to get health insurance. And I'm really, really scared because I really want to do a food allergy test. Mm-hmm. Because so many things that I've been eating lately make me... Art. like just like <laughs> like a not normal amount so but I'm really I was talking to my sister about it and I was like but I'm really scared that it's gonna tell me not to eat things that I love because I, I agree with you I fucking love food yeah but I think our food is just garbagio yeah but I also think like to an extent you can take those tests and it'll tell you like oh you're allergic to gluten you're allergic to this but in my opinion I'd rather just take the fucking fart like <laughs> dude they're bad though <laughs> Um, anyway but i know that i struggle with body dysmorphia and i know across the line we all do yeah yeah um that shit sucks yeah it's yeah i feel like i i don't know if this is like a the a real description of body dysmorphia but sometimes i walk into a store and i'm like oh my god that will absolutely fit me and then it like will not even go over my ass and then sometimes i'm like that will absolutely fit me and it's like eight sizes too big like I feel like I truly have no idea what my body looks like at all like at all my problem um isn't necessarily like looking at clothes it's that like sizes aren't consistent for me like depending on brands Mm -hmm. so I'll walk in and I'll get this size from one store and I'm like okay then I'm probably this size in a new store and I'm like wait Ne- not neither of these fit me yeah or I'll be in my luteal phase of my fucking period and I and bloated and mm-hmm. I don't feel good and I look at myself and I'm like I'm the ugliest bitch in the world <laughs> bring in like ovulatory I'm like damn I could fuck anyone wait <laughs> I just started learning about the phases of the period yeah I was like not I never knew it was not, it's not taught to girls no because I also crazy. had to yeah, teach that's myself so crazy because literally like half the month I want to like fuck every day yeah. and then half the month I'm like if you touch me I'll kill myself like please <laughs> like and it's because I like look at myself and I am like feel disgusting yeah. or even not even looking at, I just feel like shit yeah in the beginning I said I've never I mean I think disordered eating and eating disorders is a spectrum but I've never been I don't think high enough on the spectrum or been diagnosed at all however I do and have and I still sometimes do obsess over what I looked like at a certain point in my life Mm -hmm. looking at pictures of what I looked like or looking at my body and being like what I swear I look in the mirror and what I see is nothing near what anyone sees. And that doesn't just go for body. I text you like once a month, like my nose is huge. Mm -hmm. My nose is growing. And every time Anna's like, you probably have the smallest nose I've ever seen. I know. But, and I'll send that to her and she's like, Catherine, I pro- it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm not. like, hey. You're like, remember? Logical thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but then like the next month I'll be like, Catherine, look at my nose in this picture. Like, are you sure? And she's like, hey. <laughs> hey. It's us. Yeah. Um, our noses look the same yeah. as they did last month. For real. It, it just is. It's so, it, it's so frustrating being a human. Yeah. Well, I think too, because our lives like are not meant to be documented as much as they are. Mm-hmm. Like, 
we're not meant to be taking photos of every single moment that we have or taking photos on cameras that have such clarity or cameras that can like alter the way that you look and then like I'll look at pictures that I took on freaking snapchat like five years ago and I'm like oh my god but the chances that I had like one of those filters that made you go on it is like pretty high right (laughs) like right damn near 100 percent. yeah and i'm like wow my face facetune or whatever like when i was like deep in that eye i'll I'll look at pictures that i know for a fact i made myself look skinnier Mm -hmm. i'm like why don't i look like i'm like bitch i don't even look like that when i took that picture yeah like uh, i there are pictures that are probably still up on my instagram i had a friend in college and we are not friends anymore that i um he had like visco before anyone else had visco um and so and he had Adobe Photoshop and mm. everyone would send their pictures to him to like edit for Did he for charge? filter. He, he didn't charge, but we would send them and we'd be like, hey, can you filter this for me? Because he had like the gr- best presets and he would send it back and you would like look at the two pictures next to each other. And without asking, the first time I did this, I didn't know that he, like, photoshopped everyone. I sent it to him. He sent it back. And I was like, oh, my God. That's amazing. I look fucking amazing. <laughs> and then I looked at the two pictures next to each other. And I was like, wait. This That's motherfucker took my waist in and gave me more of an ass. Yeah. I do not look like that. And then I posted it, obviously, because I was like, wow, I look amazing. Yeah. And I still, like, that picture, I know exactly which one it is. It's of me and Maggie in front of a door in my apartment. And it will come up. And I'm like, God, I look incredible. And then I'm like, no, you didn't even look yeah. like that then. You I, And I, I, I looked great then. Yeah. Like, I looked – I. I was like a whatever, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. just funny because you look at those apps and stuff and even on TikTok there's filters. Like I'll put a filter on my face because I'm like I feel not great. Yeah. But this makes me look like I showered, went to the spa. Yeah, and like had, had a little tan. Yeah. And then and then I'll look at that. I'm like, that doesn't even fucking look like me. But I'm like, all right, I'll post it. And then I'm like, why? Why did I do that? And that's like the thing. We're talking about looking at pictures of ourselves. Yeah. And being like wow you look great yeah so then i see a picture of freaking like kylie jenner and i'm like oh my god how does she look like that bitch she doesn't (laughs) or even like a normal person it's like we don't even know what we look like (laughs) why are we obsessing over what other people look like and comparing ourselves when it just it's so fucking bizarre yeah it's so weird it's so bizarre i uh or you're like envious over stuff that like people like struggled to get to Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i remember um when i had met one of my good friends back in canada she had just gone through like this really big breakup and um i didn't know this like we were really new friends we met at f45 and i just was like every class i'd be like damn i want to fucking look like that bitch (laughs) never could i don't have the same genetics but in my brain i was like that's my that's who i'm gonna look at during class so i like lift really hard whatever motivate me and then we would we got like really drunk one day and she's like Naomi I'm like really struggling and I was like I'll go fuck myself now because <laughs> but it's so so common to like look at someone and be like they're perfect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. meanwhile they either have binged every night this past week or they haven't eaten at all or they cry themselves to bed every day or they look at the mirror and they're like wow I fucking hate myself and I when I had first started going to therapy, literally my therapist made me put like little pictures of myself when I was a child, like all over my mirrors. Oh. Because anytime I would be like, uh, for me, like I, I thought I was always fat. So I'd be like, I'm I'm so fat. I don't like my body. She'd be like, all right, now say it to that little girl. And I'd be like, mm. but she's perfect. <laughs> literally. And um, 
it's like such a like healing process because you're like you're still like a little girl no matter how hard you try to like be this adult woman and love yourself it's like still very um like gut-wrenching to think that like that little girl he's just like loved to play outside and go on like her scooter and laugh and not even think about Mm -hmm. her shorts fit or that her arms are too tight and on the sleeves like she's just giggling with her girlfriends you know and now I'm like putting pants on I'm like oh are, are my thighs too big do do other people notice that I've gained some weight or, or whatever it may be or that I've lost some weight or people are going to comment on it today because I haven't been doing very well this month yeah um it's just like a very sad mm-hmm. cycle so I know one of the questions was oh do you want to do the questions yeah are I feel ready? like we've been kind of like answering some of them let me look at them as we go what were you gonna say Anna? I was just gonna say like I know one of them was how would you approach someone mm-hmm. that you feel like is struggling yeah um and I, like as someone who has been approached before when you were struggling, mm-hmm. what is your take on that? Like my initial reaction is like, don't. So, But I don't know if that's correct. I think the best thing you can do is when you care about someone, the best thing you can do is just talk to them privately. The problem that I had is when I was going through my stuff, they talked to everyone else but me. And I just felt mm. so, like, hurt because, one, I didn't want anyone to tell me what I was doing was wrong because I didn't believe that. And, two, I felt like for the first time in my life I was being validated for how I looked and that I fit in. And now that person just, like, ruined it all because yeah. they are talking to everyone else. I think the biggest thing you can do is, like, no matter what you say, you're likely going to hurt that other person's feelings. But as a friend – if you love someone you do what's just and sometimes doing what's just like hurts other people and that doesn't mean going to 15 other people would be like I think Naomi's really struggling with her food or if someone's like my friends always get really anxious when I like like a new workout mm-hmm. they think I'm like going back into that thing and I'm like I'm okay I'm okay you can you can ask me now but I think my my biggest advice would be like just go to the person in private and say like hey I've noticed this if you're upset with me like you can they might be upset with you and that's okay but Mm -hmm. I also would hate to like brush something under the rug and pretend like it's not happening yeah then to have like my friend be mad at me for five minutes I always say it's better to be uncomfortable for like five minutes than it is to be uncomfortable for like 10 years or however long I feel like that's a good point like even especially if you do go talk to someone don't be like don't even if someone you had spoken to someone else about it Mm -hmm to not be like hey everyone's thinking this yeah because that is really like horrible yeah I went on a girl's trip um in Canada I have a bunch of girls that I just met and I was so excited because I was like oh I'm gonna like meet friends and like halfway through the trip no one was like eating around me and it was really really strange and I was like okay like I'm starving so like I'm gonna eat (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but no one would eat around me and I felt like everyone was watching me when I ate and if I wasn't hungry at the same times, like there's always comments made about it. And I found out that the girl who invited me had told everyone that I had this like raging eating disorder that was in full effect. And what that, the fuck? Yeah, we're not friends anymore. I sent her a really nasty message after. Oh, is it that girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, um, I remember just being like so disgusted because like she had no idea that I actually had struggled with like a full fledged thing. Oh, she just assumed. She just made it up. Like I had known her maybe for three months. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Please be serious. Um, but again, I felt so 
like ostracized by that friend group because I felt like everyone was talking about me and I, I remember this kind happening. of like in the corner like I'll share my fries and Caesar salad yeah with you. what like, the fuck you can have some Ugh, fries and that's Caesar so salad. horrible I'm yeah. sorry that happened to you yeah <laughs> she was terrible I have a question like bouncing off of that question how if someone is struggling how can they go about asking for help getting it out like how do you what is the best way to tell someone to talk about it i think when you have friends you kind of like are able to suss out who you can talk to about certain things um i actually don't recommend going to someone who struggled with what you think you have because a lot of the time they might still be recovering and they can provide you advice that almost is like dangerous to your recovery um to be upfront, like if you have access to a doctor some some people aren't like comfortable enough talking to their parents mm-hmm. um or talking to people that they feel like they're familiar with that's why i think therapy is like such a great thing because you're not getting um judgment from people who you like hang out with every day mm-hmm. yeah. um but also like it's okay to talk to a friend that you think will be really open i just i get afraid sometimes that they'll be like no you don't have that yeah you yeah know, what do you don't struggle with and that. i feel like even even if you aren't at the place where you can go to someone and say, I think I'm struggling with this eating disorder, or mm-hmm. I think I'm struggling with this, like asking a friend that you trust to do something with you that you want to do, but you need support. Like mm-hmm. if you want to go to um, like a group that is free, that yeah. they have um, like a support group, someone that you trust and love to go with you, or if you want to, like, if you just need someone to come sit and eat with you. I see a lot of those videos on TikTok, and at first I was like, I don't know if I love this, where, like, a creator will be like, like, eat lunch with me. And then I thought, and it was just, that's just never something that I felt like I needed. But then Mm -hmm. I thought about it, and I was like, that might really, like, help someone scrolling and be like, who hasn't eaten all day and Mm -hmm. sees that, and is like, okay, I I can eat. This is, like, permission. Or I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but like things like that, like having a friend inviting someone over to eat with you so that you can hold yourself accountable or whatever works. I think too, if you're on the receiving end of someone telling you, hey, I'm struggling with this, is like they're not expecting you to fix their problem. They're just Mm -hmm. expecting you to like listen. And I think one of the best things you can do as a friend who's like receiving that news is just ask like, how can I help? What Mm -hmm. type of support do you need from me? Can we go to this together? I feel like women tend to be fixers. They, they want to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So they say like, we'll just eat more or just eat less or we'll just stop doing that. And <laughs> sometimes that's not like what you need to hear. You just need to hear that like, hey, I, I get it. My, I still love you all the same. What do we need to do now? I feel like it's the same thing whenever you're like um, talking to someone about a problem you're having or like bitching about your day. I used to be like, okay, here's how we can fix it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I like, I, now I try and before I say that be like do you want me to just listen to this or do you want advice yeah and I love that. yeah I feel like that's like especially when someone's coming to you with something about this like do you do you want my help do you just want me to be there do you just need someone to know is there anything I, like what you just said is there yeah. anything I can do to support you or d- is just me knowing and being there for you enough support yeah I think asking for help in any situation is so hard yeah it's like 
it's so difficult for me. I know that it's so difficult for a lot of people. But I was actually at the gym today, and somebody was wearing a T-shirt that said, "Strong alone." stronger together mm-hmm. and I was Aww. like oh, that's so true like you because everyone is capable of doing things alone you are strong alone but when you are surrounded by people who support you and make you stronger and want the best for you yeah that is the best mm-hmm. and if you feel like you don't have people around you that are those people they are out there if you just let them be there for you yeah you know? Um, would we like another question? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, advice for pivoting your mindset around eating from fear to understanding that food is fuel. So food is fuel is like kind of a tough phrase for me because like we're not just like it's not like we're a car and you just like give it fuel and it runs right like everybody's body needs different things. But I honestly think if you can take the emotion out of eating food and replace it with the experience you're having when you're eating the food. So I would always get really big anxiety going out to eat with friends because I didn't want them thinking I was eating too much, eating too little, judging my meal I was eating. Um, so every time I went out, like one of the things I had to do was literally be like oh my god i'm enjoying so much i'm having so much fun with my friends Mm -hmm. i I don't even give a fuck about the food right now like we're having a blast doing this this, and this or if i got to go to family dinner i'd be like wow i got another chance of experiencing like this moment with my family not that there was pasta for dinner or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be not centering around what the food is itself yeah yeah and i feel like as i've gotten older just i mean it's really hard when you're in the mindset of this food is bad or this food is causing me this to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't fully love the whole intuitive eating thing, Mm -hmm. but I do think that there's a lot of scientific research behind and like truth behind, like your body will tell you when you need to eat veggies and your body will also tell you when you need like a sweet treat after dinner, which is every day for me. (laughs) personally (laughs) but like trying to and I think therapy helps with that I think talking to people with similar experience helps with that there's also just like not good and bad food there's food there's food that's it there's Mm -hmm. food I mean granted like don't fucking eat crystal meth but like (laughs) can you eat crystal meth I don't know I'm not a big drug (laughs) user so god no (laughs) but like I, I think if you can take the emotion of being like, this is good food, this is bad food. No, this is just food. You either like it, you like the taste, mm-hmm. or you don't. Or it makes you, like, shit your brains out in Catherine's case. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Not shit. Just fart. fart. Just fart. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with both of you, obviously. But um, Naomi, yeah, I think the food is fuel thing. Of course food is fuel. Of course we need it. Of course yeah. it helps you go about your day-to-day. But it is so much more than that if you just let it be like giant eagle cake is when i take a bite of that and anna brought me one there's one in the fridge for after this giant eagle cake is memories of taking a bite and listening to my dad talk about the day i was born yeah um like a meatball that my aunt made is sitting around with my family it's like memories it's comfort it's family it is so much more than fuel i remember somebody said that to me in college in in the throes of like musical theater bodies yeah and she was like yeah food is fuel like it shouldn't be it shouldn't make you happy like it should just make you 
function. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And that's how I felt. And then I was like, that's just not true. Yes. Food can make you happy. Food is so much more than just giving you the bare minimum to stay alive. It's you're also so like more. meant to enjoy it. That's why it's centered around like such huge monumental pieces. Like if you're religious, you like for me, I'm Catholic. I eat during mass because it's a it's important. Like when we have dinner, you're socializing, but you're eating together. Like the, it, it's not meant to just be like if that were true, then I would just eat by myself mm-hmm. every day. There wouldn't be restaurants for people to socialize with and like mm-hmm. have community over. Um I don't know. I just think that's such like a shit gym term that people try to make popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. Next one. Only if applicable, 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 I think. Applic- I, I think it depends if you're yeah. like. She just said it so confidently, but then. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm getting better. She was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because also everyone's going to see this. So like someone could text you and be like, Anna's a fucking liar. <laughs> I would never believe that person. <laughs> I'd be like, no, you don't know her. <laughs> She's the smartest girl in the world. Um, if either of your ED history was prompted by a mother's influence, diet culture, or beauty standard comments, could you share how you cope with that or boundaries you set in conversations with her? I thought this was a really quick, great question yeah. for you, Anna, because I know that you're so good at setting boundaries. <laughs> I have not always been so good at setting. Well, I um, yeah. That's, like, the number one thing me and my therapist have done is, like, work on setting boundaries, especially with my mom, because, um, like, Catherine knows my whole, like, family history, but my mom has been through several divorces. Like, I don't really have a very steady father figure that's been in my life my whole life. Um, And so, and I'm the oldest, so my mom and I were very close growing up. I was very... and. to like an unhealthy degree which she would agree with at this point where I definitely helped raise my brother and sister I you guys were kind of growing up together yeah and I have definitely been like there for my mom a lot Mm -hmm. the same that she's been there for me and it's been like back and forth and so I have really had to set boundaries with her in that capacity and so I think that I think it was like last summer or the summer before where I was changing up in her room before we all went out to the pool and she like made a comment about how I looked skinny or Mm -hmm. something and I was like well yeah because I haven't eaten in three weeks because I'm in a show and I don't have time to eat so please don't make any comments about my body like I snapped about it because I think I had heard it from a couple people and it wasn't hitting in the same way that it used to hit whenever people would be like oh my god you look so great um because I knew that the way I had been living for the past three weeks was not healthy and it was not sustainable and I didn't feel good I was like drinking more than I wanted to I was um I was literally not eating I was at rehearsal till 10 30 or 11 at night I was eating like shit food from sheets on the way home and nothing else during the day because I was at work from like 6 a.m to 6 p.m so I like snapped at her and then we ended up having a conversation later where I was like I I just you don't know why I'm my body has changed you don't know the backstory at all and I don't want my worth to be equated with how I'm looking right now and since then like she's called me out because I think 
it was like that same summer I was at the pool and we, I, I don't know, the conversation was talking about someone else. And I think that I made a comment about someone else had lost a lot of weight yeah. and I'm not sure they did it in a healthy way. And I was talking about it and she was like, you just snapped at me last week to not talk about you that way. Why are you talking about other people yeah. that way? And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Like you're totally right. Call me out. Yeah. Um, do you find so, you have to like reaffirm that boundary with your mom because she's family or was it like a one and done type of situation? Because I feel like a lot of the people who've submitted, this is like an ongoing battle where they've tried to speak up, but they haven't gotten it like the, the concept heard. It's definitely gotten a lot easier. Like she's really worked to try and work that into our relationship and how she talks about herself and how she addresses me mm-hmm. and my sister. But I would say, yeah, there have been a couple times where I've had to be like, I'm not really comfortable with that or I think that the way you said that wasn't great like yeah and it's not snappy anymore it's like I understand why you're saying that I understand why you think that's a compliment here's why I disagree with you yeah um and here's how I would love if you would like talk Very about me or like uh, like mom I think you're beautiful like I wish that you would see this the way I see it mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah that's great do you have anything you want to say on that setting boundaries no <clears throat> or how you cope Setting boundaries with immigrant parents is not easy because they're like, what parents say is right. My mom and I fight about this all the time because we're both super hard-headed. Oh, my um, God. When you and your mom fight, it is the scariest shit ever. Oh, but that's she's the only person that can get me like that. I know. Like, I was literally fighting with my mom the night before my wedding. Catherine's laying in there, and I'm just like... <laughs> and then I just went to bed after, and Screaming. Catherine was like... She was like, are you good? I was like... I'm good. I'm just going to go to bed. And she was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like <laughs> screaming at each other. And I said this in my maid of honor speech, yeah. how she fell asleep so peacefully. I left out that she, her and her, like, I, and I was just like laying in bed right next to her, screaming at her mom. Your mom, like on the phone, I'm like, mom, this is my boundary. Respect it. And she this was like, no. <laughs> she's yeah. like, no. <laughs> so, um, it, but it's an ongoing thing with my mom. Like we'll go through fights. Sometimes we'll have really great conversations about it. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck we just talked about this mm-hmm. and i'll get frustrated and i think that's probably the hardest part about sending setting a boundary is one you already feel uncomfortable like trying yeah. to have the courage to speak up for yourself and then when you do and it's not respected it's almost like a gut it's punch weird, yeah because you're like fuck like i i literally did what everyone told me to do was to be honest and to say like how i'm feeling and i'm sorry like that has been your experience where it's really been difficult with your mom the person who submitted this but i think one of the biggest thing you can remember is that like she's human too she's this is also her first life. She's mm-hmm. also learning along, like, as we go. And unfortunately, like, sometimes old habit, old habits die hard, and you just are going to have to, like, keep trying and hope that you're better when you're in the position that she mm-hmm. was in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, last one that we'll answer is, how do you each practice self-love? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Um, this is really hard for me because I've never been, like, a – I love my body. I love myself. I had always trained my mind to be like, I do this because I love my body. So I'm not a big self-love person. I will say I do like to do like the the gratitude journals to be like, I'm smart. I'm capable. Like I do that for work all the time because I'm, I've been having some really shitty days. But um, I would say like the gratitude, like writing stuff, like when I see it makes it a lot easier for me. Um, but then I also do stuff that just like brings me joy. Like I love to go on a walk and I know it's like good for me to move my body and that form of exercise is like enough. I don't have to like do something that makes my heart feel like I'm going to run through a brick wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like self-love for me isn't really about, like, my body either. It's, like, putting my phone on Do Not Disturb and reading a book for two hours with my cat on my lap and, like, saying I'm not answering anyone for however long. I'm just, like, doing this, and then I'll get back to what I need to do. Um, I wish that I liked journaling. Like, I literally have – it was, like, I think it's because it was a requirement in college. Now I'm, like, I literally can't even look at a journal it pisses me off yeah, like I just like remember writing 8,000 pages for Meisner and I'm like I would rather die than write in a journal but I mean self-love is like in the name self yes how like you how yourself. you love yourself and I feel like yeah for me it's it's whenever I give myself time with to not worry about someone else totally. because that is like very much oldest daughter my like people pleasing tendency mm-hmm. is to like I need to Make sure this person's good. I need to make sure this person's yeah. good. And that's the other thing. You're the oldest. I'm the youngest, and she's an only child. Wow, girls, Brutal. girl group. Okay, wait. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. Make no, sure that was that was good. it. Yeah, I agree with. Uh, one of you said it's in the title, self love. That was I me. think it, in this question, it's practice. Mm-hmm. You have to practice it. Mm-hmm. It takes practice. It's kind of hard. It's. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard being a human. So it does take. And I'm practicing, it's practicing it. Every time I say something negative about myself, I'm really actively trying to put a stop to it and say one nice thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that I agree with you, doing something that you enjoy, that makes you happy, that... I think people forget too, like, all the relationships that you love and care about, like your friendships, your romantic ones, like you're putting time into them. It's the same thing with yourself, like you have to put time in with yourself to learn how to love yourself too and like Mm -hmm. be able to trust your own instincts into I can eat and know I'm full or I can I know I'm hungry I can eat and trust that like I Mm -hmm. will be okay um hi buddy and I don't know I feel like self-love is different for each person so I'm sorry this answer has been kind of a tangent yeah I feel like too I'm just gonna keep going on the tangent really quick (laughs) my therapist something she said to me like two months ago is a lot of what I do with my like people pleasing tendencies is I I don't honor myself in mm-hmm. order to put someone else before me and make sure that their needs are met before my needs are met um and a lot of that whenever that happens she says like bringing the darkness or bringing the light and I will a lot of times when it comes to myself I'll bring the darkness which means I focus on the negative things. I find things to complain about my about my body, about myself, about how I'm doing at something, my work, whatever it is. But then whenever I have these conversations with other people, I bring the light and I like I focus on their good things and I try and lift them up. And she's like, "Why the fuck don't you do that to yourself?" I'm trying. Like, like I've never learned how. Okay, You're Allison. Right. Like I want to so bad. That's why I'm here. Help me. <laughs> Give me the tools. Yeah, she's, like, taught me a couple, like, self-centering things for when I feel, like, really anxious or overwhelmed. Like, your vagus nerve, like, just putting your hand on your chest and your head at the same time and holding it for, like, 10 seconds. I do. Centers yourself. Yeah, doing the tapping, too. The first time that I did this, I straight up, like, started weeping. And it was just because I, like, chilled out. Like, my, I felt my heart rate slow. And Mm. I was like, okay, so I could have just been touching my head the whole time. And, like... (laughs) 
okay and i texted her and was like okay well i just did this at a red light and i started crying and she was like tears are a healthy release of emotions i was like okay (laughs) bitch i'll see you on tuesday yeah Yeah. i thought those were good answers yeah and i do want to say we did receive a lot of submissions for experiences that we just decided to opt out of reading on the microphones however I do want to say that we read each and every single one of them. We don't know who submitted them, mm-hmm. but they informed this conversation and they did not go unread or unnoticed. Um, and we really, really appreciate those submissions. Yeah, that's really brave to share, even if it's in an anonymous platform. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think, too, um, in the caption of like this podcast will be additional resources that if you are struggling with this, like, how to find help, um, even if you're just trying to educate yourself on eating disorders, how to talk about eating disorders on, like, the media, um, what you're putting out on social media, how that might hurt other people or even yourself. Um, So if you have any questions, we're also here to chat. Yeah, we'll put Anna's information in Mm -hmm. the caption as well, where you can find her on Instagram. Um, My cell phone number. (laughs) Her address. My address. (laughs) Her social security (laughs) number. Everything you need to know. Um, she is not available to be best friend. <laughs> yeah, She's I'm best mine. friended out. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, but yes, we will have any um, resources that we find. And if you have any more that you would like us to put in the caption, we would love to hear it. We can yeah. edit that as many times as we'd like, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's our, it's our fucking it's podcast. It's your yeah. podcast and you'll edit what you want. <laughs> this has been, um, I know this has been a tough, tough, wow tough topic for um i mean us to even talk about so i appreciate everyone who's listening and we'd love to hear your feedback yeah thank you so much for coming anna thank you for having me don't yeah. you like not want it to end i know i'm kind of sad i love to chatting you'll be back for like a giggle time yeah. <laughs> maybe something that's not as some serious. espresso martinis Ooh. when it's not like 11 a.m on a sunday Facts. sunday all right <laughs> we love you guys have a great wednesday bye Bye-bye. Bye.